0: On The Mark, VIP listeners, welcome to the emergency episode edition. Gang, I'm telling you right now, we are hunkered down in Skyfall Studios. We got the windows and doors barricaded. This show is under attack by the evil doers over at ESPN and throughout the national media. On The Mark has finally gained some national recognition, and uh, folks, they don't like what they're seeing or hearing. Benny... Make sure we got enough canned food to survive nuclear winter. You know, let's hunker down here.
1: I thought you were in charge of making sure we had enough canned food, Marky. But I'll tell you what, I'm really glad. No, I just glad. got the
0: Jack Daniels, the, the the year supply of Jack Daniels. You
1: buddy. did provide a full stocked bar, so you did a good job. <laughs> I will say, though, I called you crazy when you got a bunker at Skyfall Studios. Yep. But you were right, man. We're under attack. The mainstream media is coming after us, stealing content, bashing us on Twitter.
0: Yep, for the second consecutive year, folks, just catching you up to speed. If you haven't followed uh, this SOG on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, Scott Van Pelt, for the second consecutive year, has attacked our podcast uh, in a way that is very unusual. Because when a guy of Scott Van Pelt's stature tweets somebody... All his cronies, his uh, army, for lack of a better term, they try to chime in, and they try to get a piece of the pie. And it lasts for days, frankly. Benny, the the on-the-mark Twitter has been getting blown the hell up uh, to no end from Scott Van Pelt cronies. Now, let's take our listeners through the timeline of this whole interaction. Over a year ago, Dan Levitard, sports journalist who hosts a show on ESPN called Highly Questionable, had guest Big Boy on. Now, Big Boy's a Atlanta-based rapper from OutKast who uh, had a long career. As far as I'm concerned, Big Boy is totally irrelevant at this point. I would go as far as to say cars within a 50-mile radius of where I'm at right now, no one is playing Big Boy in their car. Uh, some people love Outcast. I don't know if they love Outcast because of Big Boy or Andre 3000, Benny, but whatever. In sure. 2016, which it was at the time, or 17, he was irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. I stand by that, and I do not backpedal off of that one inch.
1: Yeah, I don't hear one person talking at work or anything about the new Big Boy or Outcast song Ooh. in the last... 10 years. Right.
0: I mean, even Andre 3000 knew he had to transition into like movies. He was in yeah. Four Brothers. And Absolutely. Whatever. And so, I like Andre. I, I, look, it, I didn't even say I didn't like Big Boy. Sure. I just think it was irrelevant to have on a sports show. The man wasn't writing a sports book, a sports movie. He wasn't an ex-athlete, a professional athlete at that. Uh, the man has no sports clout. There was no reason for him to be on an ESPN show. But ESPN's gonna do what ESPN does, and that's that. Uh, so I reached out to Lebitard on Twitter, and I said, man, could you have any more irrelevant of a rapper on than Big Boy? I mean, it's a joke to me. It's a total joke. And Lebitard, uh, you know, wasn't happy about it, to say the least. He took it uh, more harshly than it was really intended. I kind of just tweeted it from, like, a mind-boggled situation. And so me and Levitard had it back and forth between two grown men, Benny. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Scott Van Pelt interjects. Mm -hmm. And you know how we describe our show, Benny. We said we have legendary guests. We do. Because our friends, people who want to join us and talk, jive with us, they are legendary in our eyes. Agreed. So Van Pelt mocked the term, the use of the term legendary. And that struck a chord with me. And I never forgot it, and it motivated me. I will say that. And his Twitter hounds were set loose, and they tore our podcast apart, Benny, for 24 to 48 hours, nothing but hate and all types of nonsense coming from Van Pelt's army. As you guys know, on our Super Bowl Grandioso episode, part one, we had, no, no arguing this, The legendary Rod Martin on our show. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl record holder for interceptions in a game. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. Rose Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. Played in the NFL for one team for over a decade. 12 damn seasons. The guy's a legend and anybody in the sports world knows that. And if you didn't know that and you listened to the show, you knew that after the show. We had him on and I, I just wanted to remind Scott Van Pelt of that. And boy, oh boy, did Scott go through the roof. He couldn't handle it. The high and mighty Scott Van Pelt, his cage got rattled, Benny. He could not handle it, Marky. You-, you can't handle the truth. You know, it's one thing if Scott totally didn't remember the incident, but he remembered exactly what happened between me, Lebatard, and Big Boy.
1: That's the crazy part. I expected him to not even remember at all. Truly either ignore you or just ask, what the hell are you talking about?
0: Correct. Because Scott Van Pelt feeling the need to defend guys who have established careers, guys who are financially set, to defend them, to defend them over a little podcast from Philly, a jumpstart podcast with a VIP following, he felt the need to interject in an argument or a discussion amongst two other men. He didn't think Lebetard could handle it? He didn't think Big Boy could handle it? He didn't think they ever were questioned on Twitter or anywhere else? He's Lebetard's dad? He's Lebetard's big brother? Against... A little podcast from Philly that he had to defend an ESPN host, a well-known journalist, and a well-known rapper who, frankly, folks, is irrelevant.
1: I hear you, Marky. It's absurd. The fact that he remembered all of the details, he got back and forth with you multiple times. Multiple times, and personally, I love Scott Van Pelt. I'm a huge SVP guy, and you know I am. I can but tell
0: your opinion's changing just a little bit now that you're seeing this other angle that I'm presenting.
1: I can't help but feel a little uh, yeah. annoyed. Oh, just, yeah, exactly. A little it's a annoyed. little
0: outrageous because Scott, in his tweets, which his army seemed to appreciate, really tried to present a high road. Sure. And, and at the end of the day, nothing about what he did was the high road. It was, like I said in the tweet to him, he was coming to embarrass. He was coming to humiliate. He was trying to humiliate us. He was trying to humiliate two guys that are trying to carve out a career for themselves when he's had his career set for 20 years. When Lebetard's had his career set for 20 years. When Lebetard has enough clout to put his father on his talk show with him, and his father offers nothing.
1: Yeah, father constantly curses,
0: talks stupid,
1: constantly, you know, goes nuts.
0: He talks stupid, he offers no value. I agree, and I enjoy the show, and I I, do. You always have, and I was always a little confused as to why you did, but, you know, to each his own. Because it's
1: stupid banner. It's stupid little content.
0: And I'm sorry, guys, if I'm getting fired up, but I can't help it because I think it's disgusting when people in high-ranking places don't want to help others trying to stop. Scott Van Pelt, don't worry. I don't want your late-night sports center on ESPN. I want no part of ESPN. I want no part of any of that. I want to be myself. But to come at somebody like that for no reason, truly, truly no reason, because if you wanted to establish a line of communication, it could have been behind-the-scenes direct message imparting some of your potential wisdom that I thought you may have had, you proved otherwise.
1: And I'll tell you this, Marky, both the guys I've heard multiple times preach about just how lucky they are to be in the position that they are.
0: Yes, they have.
1: Because both I know talk about questionable past that they have. Yep. And questionable things that they've done in the past. Yeah. And a lack of work ethic in the past. Right. So you think that they you would think look at somebody with work ethic. Yeah, when they might not have had the work ethic. Right, it at makes you, it
0: makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, who did they know? Yeah, who did mommy and daddy know? Sure. Who did their grandparents know? Who did their uncle know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder, huh? We don't mm. have those connections. We're carving out our own thing. That's fine. That's fucking right. That's yeah. right. We're carving out our own thing.
1: It feels better to be Tom Brady yep. than the first overall draft pick that That's wins right. a couple Super Bowls a- a- than Peyton Manning. Absolutely, it feels better to be Tom Brady than Peyton Manning.
0: No questions asked, and um, so the high and mighty guys that pretend to play that role—sometimes you got to look at it through another light, guys. Sometimes you got to look at it through a little bit different of an angle. And Benny isn't lying when he said he—he he wasn't originally offended, but I don't think he was looking at it through this lens. And uh, ben, benny is a little more laid back than me, as you, as all our VIP listeners can tell by now. It's alarming. It's alarming when Benny gets alarmed. You're not a wartime consigliere, Tom. Yeah, I Aye. enjoy
1: those guys, so I give them the benefit of the doubt initially, Marky. Right. But at a certain point, you know, you take it some, you take it personally after enough tweets, right, about something that you put effort and time and a into. lingering thing that's going on for yeah. over a year, absolutely, Again, two years and the fact two that he years. remembers is just a huge fact because he goes in it with a lot of people mm-hmm. daily. Sure. But he doesn't go in on shows.
0: And, Ben, here's the other thing that I didn't present to you. I didn't present to the listeners. When he tweets somebody, especially in a disrespectful way, that's a dog whistle for all his cronies to chime in. For sure. When I tweet them raising a point, nobody really is going to follow suit. Maybe it gets one or two retweets, three, four, five tops. Sure. Nobody's going to follow suit. We've got hundreds, thousands of replies, favorites, retweets trying to humiliate this show. Guess what? Twitter frauds, Twitter fakes. You're not going to humiliate this show. You're not going to back this show down. You're not going to stop this thing. It's just, I'm sorry. It's not something you can stop. This is what we do. This is what we love to do. So we don't care... If you hate our guts, we're still going to do this because this shit fulfills us. We enjoy this.
1: The only thing I can hope is that SVP knows that that's the best thing for us is to send a bunch of Twitter trolls out there. Yes. Because he knows that's how you get to 2 million Twitter
0: followers. Right. And, And thank you, SVP. Our follower numbers have gone up. Our listener numbers have gone up. So if that was your true... Uh, Intent. Thank you. That would be wise. That would be truly helpful. Yeah. I just don't. That's really assuming the good in people.
1: As an SVP fan, I'm gonna assume. Yeah, because you like to see the good in people. And he's an Orioles fan. I'm a diehard Orioles fan. Stop kissing his ass. I just gotta say.
0: You know, stop kissing his ass. He ain't listening. Uh, it's probably right. (laughs) You never (laughs) know. At this point, you never know.
1: Yeah, that's true. We're in his head, Marky.
0: We are in his head. And, uh, We're in his you kitchen. Know, this is becoming a hostile takeover. And if you don't think that ESPN is a cesspool, look no further than CEO John Skipper being forced to resign a couple weeks ago claiming he had a, what was it, Benny? alcohol or drug issue, had to go to rehab. Yeah, it was a drug issue. That's what they said. With the sexual harassment and sexual assault a climate of this country. Who the frig knows what happened over there? Yeah, he could have been forced
1: out for he whatever reason. He could have been forced out for many a reasons. Anything. That could be a cover-up. That could be the true story. Who knows? With a company like ESPN and Disney, yep. you'll never get to it
0: right, Exactly. They have so much... We, they wield so much power that they can totally hush-hush those type of things.
1: Yeah. They'll buy anything that gets anything bad on them. Yes. They'll just buy them.
0: Exactly. So, Scott... After all, you know the dust has settled. You said what you had to say, which I and I thought it was incredibly corny, especially your last tweet to me using uh, bogus rap lyrics, which I could care less about. I don't I don't listen to rap, Scott. I turned sixteen a long time ago. Uh, with all that being said, if I was in your position, I would have never acted like the coward that you acted like. And going forward, Scott, maybe you'll come work for my sports network one day maybe you'll come work for the on the mark sports network how's that sound scott because with these espn layoffs you never know buddy
1: yeah honestly we're cooking up something big here scott and at the same time they're firing people left and right especially big contracts and with each big contract that goes you get closer and closer to the top we're
0: always looking to acquire talent
1: you you're lucky i'm a big orioles fan and i love you so much because if not i doubt he would be offering you this it's something you might want to consider scott you're
0: gonna have to invest in the company a little bit but uh we'll figure that out you know we'll we'll structure all that out accordingly yeah somewhere along the way we'll get there but you know what benny this goes back to that that segment we created you can't spit shine a turd and something tells me scott Your bald head that I can't spit-shine you, you little turd, you. It's fitting. It's fitting. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Van Pelt, this is an old saying I had caught on very big a couple years back. See you, man. See you, man. It's not personal. (laughs) It's strictly business. Now... We are hunkered down because we're under attack from another guy who I always admired and always like and still do and can't wait to have him on the show. He's out in Minneapolis now. He was going to come on the show today, gang, but he said he had to take a nap and he had to pack for Minneapolis. Couldn't afford to be late to uh, Super Bowl week.
1: Listen, one of my rules of life is if you can take a nap, take the nap.
0: Oh, yeah, sleep.
1: Always take the nap.
0: Sleep good, eat good. Fuck good. It refreshes you. It yeah. always
1: refreshes you.
0: Yeah. So Tony, look, I I don't I don't blame you for taking the nap. Gang, we, we wanted to have Sleepy Tony Bruno on the show today, but uh, like I said, he was preparing for the Super Bowl, couldn't come on. But earlier this week, Sleepy Tony friggin' got mad at me because I raised the point on Twitter to him that there are a lot of non Eagles fans in South Philly. And boy, did he go on a tangent. Now, when I run through my list of people, which is a very, very long list of people in South Philadelphia, my sports fans, friends, there is a laundry list, guys and girls, who don't like the Eagles. Not that they even hate the Eagles. They just got another team that they ride with.
1: Yeah, I really saw it when we went out for the draft, Marky.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: We hit a couple bars, and we were talking to people, and a lot of people cared about teams other than the Eagles on that day.
0: And newsflash. When people are on Broad Street after the game, when people are out in the northeast on Cottman after the game, they're not all from that neighborhood. They were just in that neighborhood at that point, whether they were at the stadium, tailgating, Xfinity, Chickies and Pete's, a neighborhood spot. Then they trickle out the – that's not all of South Philadelphia out there. That's people from Delaware County, Jersey, Bucks County, Montgomery County, the North, wherever—it's not like this massive demographic representation of sports fans in Philadelphia. I mean, Benny, you've been driving around South Philly. I'm in South—I don't see a hundred million Eagles flags everywhere. It's not Eaglesville, man.
1: No, it really isn't. Then again, everywhere you go, you see Eagles gear. On these last couple
0: of weeks, but that's understandable. That's under- but it's
1: not painted green.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, and I'm not. Of course, there are a ton of Eagles fans in sports-crazed South Philly. So Tony took my statement to a whole new level. He was calling me a tr- a Twitter troll. He was telling me um, posing as a uh, Philadelphia show, but I'm really an Eagle hater. This, that, and the other. Like the two have anything in common. Yeah, exactly. Number one, I wasn't talking about the entire city of Philadelphia. Number two, we don't have the substantiated numbers to claim one way or another. I was just presenting a point. There are a ton of fans of other football teams who are South Philly people. For sure. Tony hated this concept. He hated it. And he stuck his Twitter people out on me. And I feel bad because I'm a Tony Bruno fan.
1: Oh, I like Tony.
0: I always have. I, when he was on Madden.
1: Ah, uh, that was the best Madden, day. That too. was
0: the best Madden year. You know, Tony's a cool dude. But, you know, I'm not a homer. That's for fucking certain. And I never will be a homer. And I'm a diehard Phillies fan. And I'm a diehard Sixers fan. And I enjoy the Flyers. I get behind them. And I'm backing up the Eagles here but I'm not a fucking homer. And I'm a Raiders fan and I'll tear them a new asshole when they need it. Yeah, we're just being objective. Objective. We're being honest. Looking through a different lens. Calling it how we see it. Yes, exactly. So, now I've had his Twitter clowns on me for the past 48 hours.
1: Oh, None of him which him. I know. Sure.
0: None of which I've ever seen before. Yeah.
1: I felt because the wrath the thing. some.
0: Here's the thing. Let's be honest. I'm a very visible fucking guy. When I'm in the city yeah, I'm out, I'm about, I work in the city I, We do our show in the city
1: Yeah, you're a city guy man. I'm
0: kissing Instagram models in the
1: city You're a city hero Essentially
0: <laughs> Not quite, I don't pretend to be uh, But I'm just raising a point That's all I'm saying, we joke around I'm just raising a point though So many people I know True, true South Philadelphians are not Eagles fans?
1: I hear you. That draft day really showed it to and me. And I Marky. didn't want.
0: I hope that what I just said didn't come across wrong. Not that. Not that that's a uh, standard. That true, true South Philadelphians are not Eagles fans. I'm just saying, people born and bred in South Philly, there's many of them that are not Eagles fans. Tone uh, couldn't wrap his mind around this concept. And you know what the fuck? I hope he comes on the show. I hope he's not mad. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. I'm not here to make friends. Uh, I'm here to do what I love to do. Your father wouldn't want to hear this. This is business, not personal. They shot my father. Even the shooting of your father was business, not personal, sonny. Well, then business will have to suffer, all right? That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. At the end of the day, I don't care who gets offended. I don't care who wants to cause a stir. I never needed connections, uh, to get this thing started. I'm not worried about it. I'm a wartime guy. I feel more comfortable in drama than I do in peacetime, Benny. I hear you. And that goes for multiple facets of life. This is actually like a comfort zone for me.
1: Good, because they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep attacking, Mark.
0: And VIP listeners, guys, this is the moral of the story of this emergency episode. This is the true higher meaning of this episode. When you are striving to do something and you really want to do it, and you really want to pursue it, and it's your passion, and it's your love, and you're actively pursuing it, it'll ruffle people's feathers. People don't necessarily want to help you. People don't want to go the extra mile for you. And on the other hand, there are people that will help. But uh, it's safe to say the majority won't. You have to earn it. You have to grind for it. Nose to the grindstone eye of the tiger it's just that simple benny they don't want to reach out to us and give us any type of advice they really don't they cause drama with us they caused me grief i'm fucking working an 11 hour day behind the bar and i got these fucking losers on twitter blowing up our account
1: yeah you know it's crazy sometimes think Marky, about that. but that's the life we live in nowadays and I'll tell you what those guys at the top, the SVPs, the Tony Brunos, all of them, they're scared of us, man. Oh, they think that's why they think they're scared. You
0: know, because you know uh, how uh, Bernie Sanders says, you know, the rich don't want to distribute their money. Yeah. Essentially, the yeah. rich don't want to give up their money. They don't want to create jobs for people and whatnot. It's kind of like the same thing. The guys at the top of the industry, uh, they don't want to. Give a, a little slice of the pie to somebody else.
1: No, they want it for them and theirs.
0: Yep. And they want to get as fat as they can get.
1: Look at the Golics. Yeah, you sure. Know, the it, son just handed a premium spot right. on ESPN.
0: And look, he had a nice career for Notre Dame, this, that, and the other, but whatever. I mean, you know. He handed a top spot. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a joke, man. It's a total joke. Handed it. And we're not, we don't want to be handed any. That's not how we want to carve no. out our legacy. No. And, uh, so you know Scott, look, I'm i I'll say this: Scott Van Pelt, Tony Bruno, uh, that's two different. What's that like terror level thing? What's the scale? Threat the, level. The threat level, terror threat level.
1: Yeah. Where, uh, so like,
0: if, if Van Pelt was the highest threat level, which would be what? Red. Red. So then.
1: Severe.
0: Severe. Bruno is down on the list. I mean, Tony Bruno. Bruno is a yellow. You know, he was just trying to take a... Or maybe
1: a blue, guarded.
0: Sure. A tired Tony was just trying to take a stand. I would love to have him on the show. I just couldn't stand how uh, misconstrued my words got. I wasn't being a troll. I wasn't trying to break balls. I was just raising uh, a legitimate point that neither of us have the exact numbers for. Sure. And then you stick your fucking Twitter followers on me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, they just... It's fucking, it's fucking bogus, man. They just
1: can't help themselves. DM market. me! Yeah, they cannot help themselves. They want the public going nuts. They need that. And there's a reason why they pick us out. Because they have a lot of haters saying a lot of things, sure. even if it's not outrageously hateful things like you said. Just a somewhat negative statement. They and pick it Perceived us as out. negative. Yes, they pick us out. And because we're a show that they are scared of.
0: And what is that old phrase, uh, that, that, that old saying? Um, I don't know, something along the lines of, you know, through death comes, for every death there's a rebirth. Through
1: death comes life, something along something those like lines.
0: Something like that, okay. So I engaged a few of those followers that were attacking us. I engaged them. I had conversation. I just asked them to listen to the show. And some of you saw the tweets. They said, man, I had you all wrong. I thought you were just a hater. I love the show. Keep it up. I'll be tuning in. If that doesn't say it all, Benny. I'm with you, man. And it's that type of stuff that makes everything we do worthwhile.
1: I'm with you. It really is. And I'll tell you what, that's the consensus once people start listening to this show. They fall in love with it, Marky. It's addicting.
0: They they like it. They respect it. And, you know, it's something that can make a boring moment a little more enjoyable. You don't feel like putting on the TV. You don't feel like listening to rap music like Scott Van Pelt, corny rap music uh, to uh, irrelevant rappers like Scott Van Pelt. You want a little something else in your day. You listen to On The Mark, a decent podcast, you know, the smooth sounds of On The Mark. (laughs)
1: I'll tell you one thing. Every time we talk to people, especially new people that have never listened to the show, and we tell them what we do, and they're very intrigued because they always say, I'm tired of listening to the same old stuff, man. Right. It's boring. They talk about the same things always.
0: Keep this in mind, gang. Nobody controls our content. We control our content. We don't answer to anybody. These people, a lot of their... Uh, uh, perceived beliefs a lot of the things they say and do are all to please their higher ups it's all to please their employers we don't have to worry about that
1: Nope.
0: we call it like we see it and under the drama I stay as cool as a cucumber and that don't mean I get fired up like the true great sports center anchor said Stuart Scott cool as the other side of the pillow Scott Van Pelt don't scare me. I've been around a lot scarier guys than Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt, to me, Benny, truly is a dork. I know you love him. I like him. To me, he's a fucking geek. Well, yeah. I I can see him. I I can see him as a a nerd. He's a geek who always wanted to be a bully. Sure, and now he is. And guess what, Van Pelt? You can't bully me. And if you ran into me in a steakhouse, if you ran into me anywhere, you'd back right the fuck down, Mr. Van Pelt. Promise you that.
1: <laughs> he's got some size on you, Marky. I'll say that.
0: I'm a pit bull, buddy. I hope. <laughs> kick kick him in the knees, kick him in the nuts. I hope, because he's a large fella. Drop my ball sack on his bald head. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um folks, hope you enjoyed the drama filled on the mark emergency episode. We had to catch you up to speed on, on all the hate in this world and we had to present that higher meaning to you guys, no matter what you are pursuing. You do not let the haters who might be your superiors, they might be people that are above you or where you want to be, you do not let them put you down, put doubt in your mind. You don't you don't stand for it. You keep pushing forward, you bunker down, you hunker down, you grind it out. It's just that simple, gang. So for myself and my co-host producer, Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg, be safe out there, gang. Have a hell of a day.